There we go. All right. Well, we've been talking about what? Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you got. Faith, faith, faith is a little bit of faith. And beside this, give all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, patience, temperance, to temperance, patience, to patience, godliness, Godliness, brotherly kindness, the brotherly kindness, charity, or if these things be in you and abound, they make that you should neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. But he that liketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Amen. Wherefore, the rather brother give all diligence to make your calling and election sure. For you do these things, you're never going to fall. Amen. So we are talking about recognizable faith. And last week, we was talking about the importance of letting your faith and your light shine. People should be able to see that you truly love God, that you truly believe in God, that you truly trust in God. Amen. As a Christian, our light should be shining. As we've seen in Matthew 5, Jesus says, we let our light shine and men will see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. So we want our faith to be recognized. Amen. The story is told about a nun. She was on her way to the nursing home to deliver a bedpan. And as she was coming all down the road and she got almost to the place, she ran out of gas. So she pulled off to the side and she saw the about a quarter of a mile up. She saw the gas station sign. And as a result, she got out of her car and she walked up to the gas station. And as she walked to the gas station, she went into the attendant said, do you have a gas can that I can borrow? I need to get some gas because my car is ran out of gas. And he says to her, ma'am, I am so sorry. Another guy just borrowed the gas can a few moments ago. And it'll be a while before he gets back with it. If you can wait, you'll be more than happy to use it. She says, no, I don't have time. So she goes back. She walks back to her car. And as she get to her car, she realized why she was going to the nursing home. She realized she was going to the nursing home to deliver a bedpan. So she realized, I got a bedpan. I can put gas in the bedpan. So she gets the bedpan out. She goes back to the gas station. She fills the bedpan up with gas. And she comes back to her car. And she's putting the gas in the car. And at the time she's putting the gas in the car, past two guys. And one guy looked at to the other guy and says, man, that's real faith right there. Guy went over, right? Amen. <laughs> Amen. So faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you got. Amen. You've got to have faith that, to let your faith shine and let your faith grow. And now notice Peter says that we add to our faith. Amen. These certain things, it's going to grow. Faith must be put in action. And as I said last week, you see constantly that Jesus was constantly on his disciples because they had a like of faith. 
Amen. In Matthew, uh, Mark chapter 4, Jesus placed his disciples in the boat and said, let's go to the other side. And in verse 35 through 39, Jesus is sleeping in the hinder part of the boat. A storm comes. The boat is filling up with water. And as fast as the disciples can kick it out, more is coming in. And they say to Jesus, Master, carest not thou that we perish? And Jesus stood, he rebuked the winds and calms the waves, and he says to his disciples, How is it you are so fearful? How is it that you do not have any faith? Amen. He knew that they had faith. He knew that they had it. They just needed to use it. The Bible tells us in Romans twelve three that God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. God gives every one of us a portion of faith and it's up to us to use it. If we don't put it to use, if we don't put it to action, it's not going to grow. That's why Peter says you got to add to your faith virtue, the virtual knowledge, the knowledge temperance, the temperance patience, the patience godliness, the godliness brotherly kindness, the brotherly kindness charity. If not, these things are not going to abound. Amen. Your faith is not going to grow. Faith is a, is a seed. Amen. It is like a mustard seed, Jesus says. So if you notice in Galatians 5, 22 to 23, faith is found as what? a fruit of the Spirit. And 1 Corinthians 12, faith is found as what? A gift of the Spirit. Amen. And so therefore, either way, whether a gift to be reproduced or, I mean, excuse me, a fruit to be reproduced or a gift to be used to help someone else, it must grow. You have to grow if you're going to be what God is asking of you to be and you're going to have to step out on faith Amen. Just like if if you don't believe you can do something, you're going to have to get into the mindset of doing it if you want your faith to grow. If not, you're never going to be able to realize what God is trying to do through you. That's why you see in Luke 10, after Jesus had taught his disciples over and over again, finally he tells them, Go out. He tells them, I'm sending you forth as sheep among wolves. He sent them out by two. And when you look at Luke chapter 10, when they come back, what do they say to Jesus? Wow, master, even the devils are subject to us through your name. Amen. And Jesus tells them, and this not rejoice, you know, he says, because your names are written in heaven. We need to realize we got to get out there. It does you no good to say, I have faith. And you don't tell anybody about it. No one can see your faith in your life. It does you no good. Your light must shine is what God is wanting us to do and to be. Your faith has got to be recognized by yourself, more important than anyone else. We talked about this last year. Amen. Your faith, you've got to get to the point in yourself that you believe. And the way that happens, we hear the scripture all the time in in James. Faith comes by hearing. I mean, Romans 10, 17, excuse me. Faith comes by hearing, and it comes by hearing the word of God. If you don't study the word of God, if you don't get into the word of God and apply the word of God, you're not going to grow. Your faith is not going to grow. It's going to be just like if I took a seed of corn and put it right here on this pill of, uh, podium and says, okay, faith grow, seed grow. It ain't going to do anything. It can sit right here for a thousand years. It ain't going to do anything. 
But if I take it outside and put it in the dirt, guess what? It's going to grow. It's going to grow. It's going to, it's going to die and bring forth fruit. That's what Jesus has said. Except the cranial horn fall in the ground and die, it's going to bite alone. But if it dies, it's going to bring forth fruit. You've got to get out there. You've got to die to the world. You've got to die to self. And as you do that, you realize you start growing in the things of God. You start realizing the value and the importance of the things of God is more important to you than anything else. Your faith has got to be recognized. Your faith has got to grow. Amen. If I was to ask you right now on a scale, one to ten, one being on life support and ten being running off the charts, where would your faith fall? Where would your faith fall? If one is on life support, you're about to die. You're about to lose it all. Is 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 you don't have any almost at all. But yet, ten, you can run through a troop and leap over a wall. You're not afraid of anything. You don't trust. You don't care about the coronavirus like me. Whatever, you know. What? How do you feel? Where's your faith? One, two, three. Ten? Amen. That's where it should be. That's where it should be is on a ten, moving even higher, running over, you know, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and runneth over. See, the more you do with it, the more you're going to have. Amen. We remember when Jesus gave the talents, right, in Matthew chapter 25. Go to Matthew 25. Real quick here. Oh, let's see if I can find it. Verse 14, Matthew 25, 14. Excuse me. For the kingdom of heaven is as two men traveling in a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. And to every man, according to his several abilities, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gathered another two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh. And reckon with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gathered two other talents beside thee, them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was a 
afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast thine, then that is thine. And his Lord answered, saying unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest, therefore, to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine with usury. Take, therefore, the talent from him, and give it unto him which have ten talents. For unto every one that have shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from them, from him that have not shall be taken away, even that which he have and cast you this unprofitable servant into out of darkness. There should be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. Notice, no matter if they had five, made ten, or had two, and made more, what did the Lord say? Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord which has been prepared for you, there's joy when you use what God has given you to get more. Amen. And if our faith needs to be recognized, you've got to put it into action so people can see it. Amen. You remember when the centurion, amen, in Matthew chapter 8. Go back to Matthew chapter 8. We're talking about recognizable faith here tonight. And we got to follow these examples because the Bibles tell us that the things which was written for is written for our example and our learning. Amen. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 through verse 13. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and said, Lord, my servant lied at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, not at all, no, in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and from the west, and it shall be set down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Notice he had recognizable faith. Jesus says, I have not seen so great faith. No, not in all Israel. Can he say that about us? Amen. When we want God to do something for us, do we doubt or do we take it at face value? Do we stand on the word of God? Do we say to God when we go to God for something, God, your word says, God, I know that you can. I know that you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all I could ever ask to think. Let your perfect will be done in my situation and my circumstance. Forget about it and let God handle the rest of it. 
The Bible says he'll work if we let him. If we let our faith shine forth, if we believe God's abilities and God's purpose in our lives and his calling and his chosen, then our faith should be recognized. This man's faith was recognized that Jesus had the ability. Notice what he said to Jesus. Amen. I'm not even worthy that you should come to my house. All you got to do is just speak the word and my servant will be made whole. That shows his faith and abilities and others around him saw it. Amen. And what did Jesus say? Wow, I have not found so great a faith. No, not in all Israel. Amen. He knows what we have need of. His way is made perfect in us. And so we need to put our faith in action. Stop worrying about the minute stuff. Start worrying about, you know, dying. Stop worrying about sickness. Stop worrying about what the media is doing and everything else. Evil seducers is going to wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. You know that in the scripture. Don't fall into the trap. Let your faith show forth. Notice what Psalms 91 says. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge, my fortress, my God, and whom I would trust. Surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the north and pestle. He will cover me with his feathers and under his wings I shall trust. His truth shall be Rufus's shield and a buckler. Amen. Rufus shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the error to fly by day, nor the pestilence to walk in dark, nor the destruction of woes at noonday. A thousand can fall at Rufus' side, and ten thousand shall come, you know, at, on the other side, but it shall not come nigh me. Amen. Notice what he's saying. Only with my own eyes shall I be whole and see the reward of the wicked, because I have made the Lord, even my refuge, the most high. There shall no evil befall thee, and neither shall the plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou shall dash thy foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the adder and the young lion and dragon. You shall trample in the feet because you have set your love upon him. Amen. You shall call a lancer, deliver him. A long life will I satisfy him and make known to him my salvation. When are we going to believe the word of God? Hello? Your faith has got to be recognized. And the way you reckon that faith is going to be recognized is you start believing what's in this book. Amen. If you quote it, you better believe it. If you say you're a Christian, you better start believing this book. Amen. Your faith should be revealed by the things that are here. He did it for them. He's going to do it for you. But when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself saying, surely blessing, I'll bless you and multiply it, I'll multiply you. If the promises that God gave to Abraham is ours, then why are you sweating the smallest enough? Hello, fret not, little flock. (laughs) I love that passage. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen. As Paul told the church at Thessalonica, the gospel didn't come in word only. It came with power. It came with the Holy Ghost. And it came with much assurance. 
Amen. There's so much assurance in God's Word. Amen. So that you can have faith to stand. And for the things are written afore was written our learning that we through patience and comfort of the Scripture might have hope. Hope that is seen is not hope. For if a man sees that he hoping for, why he hoping for? Romans 8, 24 says. But if we see that which we hope not, then do we with patient wait for it. But we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit helping ours infirmities, making intercession with groaners which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart know what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to who? The will of God. And we know <laughs> that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call. According to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow them, he did also call. And whom he called, he did also justify. And whom he justified, he did also glorify. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? There you go. Everybody else might as well be for me. You can't lose in this game. You win. Score can be a thousand to nothing. You're still going to win in the end. Hello? Amen. Your faith has got to, it's an action thing. You've got to let people see who you are. We don't buy this light and put, get this light and put it on a bushel basket and hide it. We let it shine everywhere we go. Our actions, the knowledge of God, our conduct. Amen. That virtue, that moral excellence should be revealed out in your outside, in your home, in yourself. I'm going back to this because you've got to get it in here that you believe what God's word says is in you first and foremost. Amen. That's why holiness is, is for every one of us. That's why we've got to believe in holiness. See? So that you can live. People fight holiness because they don't believe it. If you believe in holiness, you'll live holy. Whatever you believe in, because the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen. So if you think right, you do right, and you're going to grow. Because God is going to be with you. God is not going to support wrong. It ain't going to happen. You're not getting away with anything. Wicked, the Bible says, is not going to live out half his days. So, so see, you, you don't want to play that Russian roulette. As I said last week, you don't want to play Russian roulette with God. Solomon said, just because the sentence isn't expediently given, is it gets in people's heart to do wrong. He says he don't care if he live a hundred years, he's still gonna pay the price. Our faith has got to be right with God. Amen. For rain on the just, rains on the unjust. Amen. That's because you're a Christian don't mean that you ain't gonna have some situations. The good point is you got God. <laughs> You know, they know not him. See, and as long as you know him, you know you're going to be all right. See, your faith has got to be recognized 
in the things of God. Amen. It's action. It's got to be put in action. Look at Hebrews 11. Amen. Verse 1. By faith. Amen. Faith is now what? The substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. In other words, what I'm hoping for, my faith has got to get me there. That's what's going to get me to see it. I ain't seen heaven, but my faith is going to get me there. Amen. I keep my focus. I keep my eyes set on the prize. See, that's why Paul could say, brother, I'm not there yet. See, I count not myself to have for him. He said, but this one thing I do, I forget those things for truth behind. And I reach forth to those things which are before. I'm pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He told the church of Colossae, he says, if you've been risen with Christ, seek those things above. But Christ is seated on the right hand. Set your affections on things above. Why? Because where your treasures are, that's where your heart's going to be. Amen. So, 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 Paul, I mean, wow. It's the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain what? A good report. Through faith. We understand, Jesse, that the earth was framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen was not made by the things which doth appear. By faith. Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, whereby he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts. And by them, he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, but God translated him. But before his translation, he had this testimony, sister, to move. He pleased God. Amen. He pleased God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, Sister Miriam, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In other words, that scripture is saying, when you come to God for something, believe it and you shall have it. Amen. When you go to God for something, you've got to believe it. You know, just wait out. Patience, they say, is a virtue, right? So you've got to learn how to wait on God. By faith, Moses warned of God. I mean, Noah, being warned of God of not things not seen yet, moved with fear, preparing an ark to the savor of his sin, by which he also condemned the world. And became the heirs of righteousness, which is by faith. Think about it. It hadn't never rained. God says, Noah, I'm going to destroy the earth. He says, I want you to build an ark. He gave him the dimension. You know what Noah did? He put his faith in action. He started building that ark. And from the way I read the scriptures, we first read about Noah in the Bible. He was 500 years old. And when it started raining, he was 600. So a 100 years, he was out there going, cutting wood, pounding nails, building an ark. Look at the dimension, 300 by 50 by 30. Three floors, 
runes in there. He put his faith in action. And notice what he says. He saved his house. That's why Peter says in the third chapter that baptism doth now save us. He uses Noah as an example. He says, eight souls were saved by water, wherefore baptism does also now save us. He uses Noah as an example. When Noah and Miss Noah and Noah, Shem, Jibbon, and Ham and their wives went in that ark and got shut the door, guess what? It started to rain. And when the rain came, it picked that ark up off the ground. That's why they were saved by water. The light figure. Baptism doth now save us by the washing and regeneration. It moves our sins. That's why Peter says on the day of Pentecost, Max 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you, to your children, and to all that are far, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Noah. Amen. By faith, Abraham, when he was called of God to go out into a place that he would afterward receive and inherit, obeyed, went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker was God. Amen. God says, Abraham, leave home. His faith kicked him to move. Amen. Abraham says, God's calling me. I'm going. Amen. He left home just like God. His faith proved it. I'm sure they probably said, where are you going, Abraham? I don't have a clue. You know, God told me to leave home. He's going to bless me. So I'm out of here. You know, him and Sarah and Lot moved out smartly. He made one mistake. God told him to leave all his kinfolk home. Leave everybody. Just him. His wife, he took a lot, we see the problems he had with that, till he got rid of him, you know. By faith, Sarah also herself received strength to conceive seed when she was past age. Why? Because she judged them faithful that had promised it. Sarah kicked her faith in. She laughed at first, <laughs> but pretty soon she realized this is serious business. <laughs> Amen. Amen. They had the faith to believe. They put their faith in action. Amen. They was persuaded, the Bible said, that he that has promised was able to do what he said he would do. Are we persuaded? We got to get persuaded. Amen. When you're persuaded, your faith is going to be recognized. It's going to show. See? When you are fully persuaded in God and his ability, you'll stand and talk about God's goodness. You'll talk about his mercy. You will trust him at every juncture, no matter how long it happens, have to take. You know, you won't lose hope. You won't give up. You won't go back. Amen. You will keep pressing towards the mark of the prize. Amen. Because he that will come will come. Now, the just has got to live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in them. But we are not of them to draw our back to prediction. We're them that believe to the saving of the soul, man. Praise God. 
Amen. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac shall thy seed be called. Account it that God was able to lift them or raise them from the dead, from which he had received them in a figure. Amen. But before that passage, notice what it said up top. If they had been mindful of where they had came out of, they may have opportunity to go back in there, turn around and go back. But what? They're now they're seeking for a better country. That is a heavenly, where God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he's prepared for them what? A city. There's a city, y'all, before the, the starry skies. There's a city where there never comes a night. If we're faithful, we should go there by and by. It's the city, Brother Wayne, where the Lamb is the light. Amen. That's where they got that old song from, Sister Courtney. In the city where the Lamb is the light. Amen. Praise God. By faith. Isaac, when he was dying, Bless both Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph, worshiping, leaning upon his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, gave mention of the departing of the children from Egypt and gave commandments concerning his bones. My goodness, that's faith in action. Joseph says, God's coming to get you. He says, I don't know how long it's going to be. He's coming to get you out of here. And when you go out of here, he says, don't you leave my bones here. Now think about how long they was down there before they got out of there. It had to be three, four hundred years almost. But guess what? They brought out his bones. They carried Joseph's bones, Brother Jesse, 40-something years in the wilderness on their shoulders. Bones in a coffin until they came to the promised land. And then they got in the promised land. Then they buried Joseph. Amen. But he gave his faith. He believed that God was coming to get him. His faith was in action. Can you imagine somebody is carrying these things? And somebody's probably 40 years. They probably, man, when we bury these things right here. Come on, man. Why don't we just, why are we walking around here carrying this thing for 40 years? God's dead. Let's put him right here. Don't make any difference. You know? <laughs> hey, I'm sure somebody probably thought that. You know, man, we got to lump this thing. Why don't we just bury him right here? We ain't in Egypt anymore. You know? But no. Joseph said, you carry my bones with you. And they took him where he needed to be. Amen. Faith. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents. Why? Because they saw that he was a proper child. And they were not afraid of the king's command. That's what faith in actions. You're not afraid. That's what Paul would tell Timothy. Look, Timothy, stir up the gift that's in you. He says, God didn't give you the spirit of fear. It didn't come with your salvation. He gave you power. He gave you love. He gave you a sound mind. Amen. He says, don't you be fearing. Man, that didn't come from with God. 
Amen. This parents was not afraid of the king's command. They took care of their child. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer with the people of God and endure the pleasures of sin for a season. Amen. Think about it. Why? Because he had respect to the recompense of the reward. In other words, Moses says, God has got something a whole lot better. He esteemed the greatest, what? Riches of Christ and the most, all the treasures in Egypt. He could have had the second, he could have been after Pharaoh. And he says, no, no, I don't want that. I want what God has got. This stuff is temporal. <laughs> this stuff is temporal, Moses said. I want what is eternal. Amen. And his faith proved that. Amen. Eighty years old. Get called by God into the ministry. Amen. Think about it. Old age. Well, the promise is to you, to your children, and to all that are for them. <laughs> huh? That's right. But he had faith to believe. When God says, stretch out your rod, he stretched out his rod. He had to see it first. See, because God has already proved himself to Moses at the burning bush. See? And he knew. Amen. What God says. He got a little upset and smoked the rock instead of speaking to it. You know? But hey, his faith was still in action. Amen. By faith, he kept the Passover. And the sprinkling of blood, lest he that has slew the firstborn would come upon them. By faith, the Red Sea parted and they dropped the wall across some dry ground. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they was compassed about seven days. You know what? It took faith for them to walk around that building and not say anything. Them soldiers. They just walked around, kept your mouth shut. And when God says shout, they shout it. Boom. Fell down. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she received the spies. Think about it. And what more shall I say? The time will fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, and Japheth, Samson, and David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith endure kingdoms, work righteousness, shut the mouth of the lions, their weakness was made strong. Amen. Think about it. All their faith turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women receiving their kids the life again. They all had faith. It was in action. And these things are written for our examples. Amen. We got to have recognizable faith. If we say we're his... Fret not, little flock. The whole, what matter of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Amen. It's got to start in us. My faith has got to be revealed to me. First and foremost, for anybody else, it's got to be in me. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. 
who thought it not robbery to be equal with God and made of himself no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and being found in the fashions of a man and the likeness of man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross, wherefore God has highly exalted him. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. A thing in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Amen. Come on. Let it get in you. Start in me. Start it in me. That's what you want to pray when you talk to God. You know, God, knock off the rough edges. Get your faith in him right so that you know. I know his voice. As Jesus says, my children know me and I am known of them. It's got to be in us first. If not, it's not going to be in anybody else we try to talk to. Because if it's in me, guess what? It's going to be displayed. That's what's got to transpire. Amen. Let your faith. Whoa, where did time go so fast? Amen. One more. And we are going to be, my goodness. First Samuel 14. Look at Jonathan. First Samuel 14. You know, Jonathan, when you read about Jonathan, you know, Jonathan was next to being king in, in Israel, you know. But Jonathan saw something in David, and Jonathan says, well, you know, he, he's going to be the next king, so I'm giving him all my stuff, you know. But Jonathan still had faith. Notice here. Uh, let's start. Uh, where am I going here? Amen. Let's jump up to verse, verse six. I'm going to verse six. Fourteen six. First Samuel fourteen six. First Samuel chapter fourteen verse six. And Jonathan said to the young man that bore his armor, Come and let us go over unto the garrison of the uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. Jonathan said, hey, come on. God can save just me and you, or he can have a whole bunch of people saved. There ain't no restraint to how he works. Notice, he says, and his armor bearer said unto him, do all that is in thine heart. Turn thee, behold, I am with thee according to thy heart. Man, his armor bearer even had faith. Armor bearer said, man, I'm with you. Let's go. You want to do it? I'm with you. Amen. I say, let's go right now. You ready? (laughs) Amen. So his armor bearer says, do what is in your heart. I'm with you. Then said Jonathan, behold, we will pass over unto these men, and we will discover ourselves unto them. If they say dust to us, tarry until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place and will not go up unto them. But if they say thus, come up unto us, then we will go up, for the Lord have delivered them into our hand, and this shall be a sign unto us. And both of them discovered themselves into the garrison of the Philistines. And the Philistines said, Behold, the Hebrews come forth out of the holes where they had hid themselves. And the men of the garrison answered Jonathan and his armor-bearer, saying, 
Come unto us, and we will show you a thing. And Jonathan said to his armor bearer, Come up after me, for the Lord hath delivered them into the hand of Israel. And Jonathan climbed up upon his hands and upon his feet, and his armor bearer after him. And they fell before Jonathan, and his armor bearer slew after him. And that first slaughter which Jonathan and his armor bearer made was about 20 men within a half an acre of land, which is a yoke of ox can ply. Amen. And a half an acre of land, they killed 20 guys. And notice what the Bible called it, a great slaughter. Because there's no restraint with God. There's nothing holding God back. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ever ask or think according to the power which worketh in us. That's our God. We've just got to let our faith be in action. Think about those lepers, and I'll talk about this next week, but think about chapter 2 Kings 6, those four lepers. When they made a move, God made a move. When you decide to make a move, God is going to make a move. But if the enemy can keep you and your faith suppressed, he's going to beat you every time. Fret not, little flock. (laughs) Amen. He wants you to have the kingdom. Amen. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Well, responded upon the floods and established upon the seas. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall dwell in his holy place? Lift up your heads, O ye gates. And be you lifted to everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads. Lift up your heads. Don't walk around defeated. That's a sign of without faith. Depression is a sign of without faith. Amen. Giving up thorn in the towel is a sign of faithlessness. But when you have faith, put on a happy face. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. Say amen, cause if you're happy and 